1: Welcome to another episode of Let Me Know. I'm your host, Angel Lamb. Today I'm sitting with Liz Hernandez-Hannah. Liz is the author of Beyond the Gate, an autobiography where she talks about her upbringing in Wilmington and the struggles she had to go through in order to get to where she's at. Liz is a dedicated Chicana leader in higher education. A Community Advocate, Liz serves as the Director for TRIO Student Support Services at Cal State Dominguez Hills. She sits on the Board of Directors for the Wilmington Chamber of Commerce, is an active member of the Western Association of Educational Opportunity Personnel, and a dedicated member of the United Wilmington Youth Foundation. She's a first-generation low-income student and the first in her family to earn a couple of college degrees. Liz is very familiar with the barrier the first-generation and low-income student faces on a daily basis. Her passion lies in supporting and inspiring students like herself to navigate the college system and develop the next-generation leaders. First of all, I wanna thank Liz for coming on the show. As you guys could tell, is very busy person and i just appreciate her putting some time aside for the show i met liz i think at a job fair at dominguez hills and i don't know if i made the best impression you know i was very green i didn't know how to really explain the show so i was invited to show that there's other options you know you can you know like obviously education is the the you know the goal but if you don't want to you know pursue education you know they they offered other alternatives and i was one of those alternatives so uh, i was asked to show and talk about my podcast to like high school students and i don't know if i explained it correctly or i well i don't really know the impression but you know i was nervous i was between um, i think it was border patrol and some scientists and my only thing was I took a lot of candy it was around Halloween and my thing was you know what I'm gonna pull them with the candy you know like I don't know if I even fit in it I these were professionals you know professionals and I didn't know if I fit in so I thought you know what I'm just gonna take some candy and hopefully they listen to me rather than enjoying their candy so that was my approach I don't know how successful I was I, I bumped into Liz a couple more times and I asked her on so And obviously it didn't happen before, but, um, you know, like I mentioned on the show, on the episode, I I feel it was for a reason. You know, it wasn't time for her to come when I asked her the the other times. But like I said, she just brought out her uh, biography, uh, documenting her life from her struggles from dropping out of high school, her struggles through middle school, um, her struggles with drugs. Um, She also she was a stripper at a time, you know, being a single mother family troubles, getting like navigating her way through the education system, being a first generation and not knowing what to do or where to go. But you know, she's a very inspirational person as you guys are gonna be able to hear on the show. You know, I my main focus is for you guys to go check out her book. As you guys do that, get to know her a little bit better. This was a very fun episode to record. So hopefully your ears are able to process that. I do wanna have her on again. Hopefully that happens along when her book actually comes. As of right now, it's not available. But you guys could hear her Read her book on her website You, you could go to LizHernandezHanna.com, And there she has her website Where you guys could get the book You could read more about her And You guys could hear her read through the first three chapters of her book. So like I said, as of right now, we don't know when the book will come out, but when it does come out, I'll be, I will be giving out a free copy. So stay tuned for that. Make sure you go at me at let me know pod on Instagram. That way you'll be able to participate and get yourself a free copy. Honestly, I can't, I can't wait to see what, what happens with their story. And I can't wait to see the people that she inspires. Cause I strongly believe she's a, she's gonna be a staple of Wilmington. She's gonna be a good example of if you. set your mind to something you will accomplish it so hopefully you guys get that this episode i honestly believe that this is going to be a very very important book so hopefully you guys get that book trust me this is a very very inspirational story she struggles through a lot just like us but at the end of the tunnel she came out a better person you know you could go through a lot in your life but it doesn't determine who you're gonna be the your actions that you take to change the circumstances that you're in that's what's gonna Pretty much changed your life so hopefully it inspires you like it inspired me so um with that you know I'm just gonna stop talking and let you guys listen to the episode about
2: the West Coast that makes me The roller rink, cotton candy with your shasta tree race with the rest that were white and pink. Only kissing we did was on the cheek. Remember, like yesterday, we hop on a and just ride away. Knew you'd be mine somehow, some way. And I must say, so thank you wanna roll my yeah, six five. It's all gravy, dip dip, hit a switch, what's crackin' baby? Ride with me, slide with a double O. sip on this Momo, get your bubble on, bring your girlfriends, all y'all can come along, cause we'll be doing this all summer long, in the Cadillac, beating up some battle cats, dog use a fool, well baby let me handle that. oh, you don't drink, so you don't think, you can't wink, you ain't gon' speak, you ain't no freak, Cause I can turn you, learn you and burn you up Give me a cup, sit down and shut, shut up, up I be damned, we done run up out of mo again Here we, here we, we go again you, know. you wanna Can't watch 6 4. The sun rays, feeling kind of good right now Running around my hood right now Looking for something to do, like a barbecue Too hot to be in the house A little bit of music and a couple of babes A little bit of drink and a game of spades Take your kids to your mama house Y'all know what I'm talking about It's bound to go so roll my six I'm tight picky take trips to Cali, strictly for the sticky I'ma get it crumped anywhere I go Why you smooth haters acting like y'all don't know? From barbecues to bar mitzvahs OGs crack the O.E. why they listen to me? Chris on the table uh-huh. chronic in the air Come on, pass that sh- like that that. You don't cat, Pump in your Sony The beat showing love to the west side homies Give you something you can feel real, recognize the real cousin Cause it's something about the East Coast that make us want to squeeze most. But those don't think that we ride, we're gonna show you how we do the damn thing. We're gonna show you how we if do it. You
1: up everybody um welcome back so today i'm sitting with elizabeth hernandez and she's the author of beyond the broken gates she's director for trio student support services at dominguez hills she's also a member of the board of directors for the wilmington chamber of commerce and if that was enough she's actually an active member of the western association of educational opportunities personnel and a dedicated member of the united wilmington youth foundation First of uh, all, and second of all, how do you have time to do anything? uh, uh, (laughs) That was a lot for me just to read.
3: (laughs) You know what? Um, That is a lot. That is a lot. Um, It all comes down to my passion. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm a very passionate woman, and I do my best to manage my time. Um, I do my best to give a little piece of either me, my knowledge or my time to support different organizations that align with my values. So everything you just said right now, um, those are all very passionate things I'm about. I mean, I like to say that I have a day job, but then I also say that I'm a woman of many roles when it comes to being a career woman, you know, the, the role of being a mother um i don't know if you know angel but i'm also a foster parent to my little sister mm-hmm. so i'm also a public servant to the community yeah. and so um i'm coming to a point in my life where i want to just slow things down mm-hmm. and so you saying all that i was like dang like that's been my life for like the past gosh like five ten years you know but um We'll see what happens. We'll see what the future holds. Oh, yeah. and by the way, I, I wrote a book, and I, <laughs> I um, dream. The current dream is to be a Chicana author. You know, a published Chicana author. So. Yeah.
1: Like I'm not gonna lie, it makes me think of my life choices. Like this is the <laughs> this is the highlight of my day, basically. Whenever I record my podcast, of most of my days, whenever I record. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And other than that, I just have my like regular job. And that's it. It makes me feel like, man, like I'm not doing enough. But um I grew up in Wilmington. So like I saw people that were doing online in the community and they, they had their own business. They were working with like things in the arts. And at the time I was doing I was doing stand up and I was like, you know what? Like I should bring people on to like Cause as you know like you mentioned on your book like we're like Wilmington is only known for drugs violence you know yeah. so like I, I feel like it's very important to bring you on like to bring somebody like mm-hmm. you on to like like I'm not gonna lie I'm a little intimidated still we're gonna k- go through it uh. we're gonna keep doing it because like I don't know like since I met you like I kind of mm-hmm. like I think I think when we met we met at Dominguez Hills like it was like a job fair I believe mm-hmm and i was like all right i knew there's something about you but i didn't know what it was and then we started talking a little bit i invited you on yeah uh, yeah, yeah whatever <laughs> and then again like i think um at the waterfront park like i think um mm-hmm.
0: uh
1: the wilmington the mad you wilmington united wilmington foundation right mm-hmm.
3: united wilmington youth foundation oh,
1: youth foundation i forgot the why the why mm-hmm. sorry um like you guys were throwing an event and i invite you again but you know, like I believe, I know honestly, I believe that people are gonna come on the show when when it's time. And obviously, it wasn't time. Like you needed to come out now, because you're publishing this book. So first of all, I want to thank you for being here, cause like I like look at everything you do. So for you to like just put a little time for me, that means a lot to me. So thank
0: you. Oh no,
3: thank you. You know and. To go back to when you first asked me, I was so excited. I was like, yes, yes, yes. But it wasn't that I didn't want to, it was that I just had had a lot of things on my plate. Um, A lot of personal things were also happening that nobody had any idea of. And so, like you said, I think that everybody comes on when the right time is, and so um, I wish it would have been in person but it's okay yeah. you know we're yeah. connected and and um, yeah thank you for having yeah.
1: me yeah. I mean on that like we could always do another like I mean I'm sure you're gonna do other things and you could always come then you know like look okay. at you like you're not stopping anytime soon <laughs> I don't feel you will so like well, once you start your world tour like I'm sure you'll oh. come, gonna come right? so, and but also, you're so funny yeah, and um, I, we do have like little, small, tiny, microscopic connections. So I came out on Sarai's Quinceañera, and Sarai is Yasenia's sister, which I think she's married to your brother, right?
3: Yeah, they're partners. <laughs> oh my funny. god!
1: Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe we met even then. We just didn't know. But
3: probably.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: I,
0: I, How
1: cool? Yeah, I'm curious if she still has the. I was her chamelan by the way. I like it was her quince, Sarai's Quinceañera. Uh-huh. and that was the main chamberlain and
3: nice. that's where like my
1: skills my dancing <laughs> skills are like on point so like i'm curious like was yes. i really am i just like <laughs> being considered about it or did no. my, like my dance moves were like on point i don't know you're gonna have <laughs> you're to funny. check you're gonna have to check for me
3: yeah i will you're so funny though right on
1: yeah well i mean when we start right now we were talking for a little bit and you're about to tell me about yourself so first of all like i usually ask how's your day but i mean we got i got to check up on your mental health a little bit so how are you doing with like staying at home like we're all supposed to be quarantined i don't know i know not like not everybody's doing it and we have a big issue right now like with black lives matter with like police brutality so i want to know like where you at like in your mental health like what are you doing to kind of like um, we all need a break. You know, we see this constantly. Yeah. We're seeing on the news or watching on Instagram. There's really no escape. So I want to know like, where are you at?
3: That's such a great question, Angel. It's also a fully loaded question. Um, so today, today I woke up with a grateful heart to be alive and for my health. Although I woke up coughing, I was like, "Oh shit, I have the COVID." But of course, it's just like <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> it's just like subconsciously, I'm like, D- "Wait, do I already have COVID, or am I gonna get COVID?" It's just yeah, yeah. that I hate that feeling, you know. It, it it's almost like fear creeping in. But I woke, you know, I woke up with a, a grateful heart, and um, my family is safe. Um, I today the focus was to help my two kids um, successfully complete the academic year. They're part of the Torrance University High School District so um, tomorrow is our last day so mm-hmm. I thought about just being a mom and being present and everything went well um, with that and then work I had to log in I had to check um, I had to make sure that my staff and my work emails were answered so It's almost like a a schedule that I have to follow, right? Um, Just to make sure that I do my best to control my emotions because there's so much going on. How I feel today, I'm okay. I've had better days. I think we've all had better days. But today, I'm okay. I had an appointment with a social worker at 10 o'clock regarding my little sister, and that's just part of my life now, having all these social workers come uh, visit our home. Last night, Angel was a whole different story with watching um, 13th on Netflix, processing all those emotions of social injustices and just white extremists. I'm coping with all of this by controlling and managing how I feel because I'm a very emotional person. And then I'm a woman of faith. So I I will always go back to my faith. I will always go back to prayer. I will always, um, if I need to cry it out, I cry it out and then I um, get back up and I start all over again. But there's a lot going on. It's really important for me to just take it day by day. If I can't do it, I can't do it. Being a career woman, a mom, and trying to do domestic things around the house in the same place is not realistic. This is the reality for not just me, but millions of people. And again, I'm grateful I still have a job. Yeah, that question, I can go on. It's a fully loaded question. (laughs) Thank you for asking. How are you today?
1: I'm good, Just, um, just got back from a walk. So it's really hot outside. I could go on, talk about myself all day, but um, this is not about me. It's about you. I want to feature you. Like, the, if the people want to know about me, and, and, like, you're free to ask. Don't um, don't feel like you can't, but, like, we're here to get to know you. You know, like, you're, you wrote a book. You're a busy woman. And top of that, like, you're very strong. I, I can see it. like, you have kids, and I know you have to put a brave face. So I commend you for just taking it one day at a time because, honestly, like, that's all we can do, like, all of us. Like, we, we can't really worry about tomorrow like it's like we have to worry like what's in front of us right now and it's important to be present you know like so i commend you like i see you on instagram i see you're very strong and like, i'm very happy that you you, you made it onto um, my show because it was something that i wanted i wanted you to come for a while and i'm just grateful that you like i said you made a little time for me so thank you so i'm, I'm gonna try to stop compliment complimenting you so much but i can't because like i really like admire you and hopefully i get some answers of how i could improve <laughs> my life you know we could <laughs> unlock this puzzle that this is my life so, like and like i said i need to like i need to really read that book because i want to know like I know how you started and I, I didn't like I can't say I had a similar start, but I was in the kind of the path you took. Except yeah. for the check second, second chapter. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we'll get into that second chapter in a little bit, but
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. yeah, so um won't you tell the list like we already said what you do, but we don't know who you are as a person. So won't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
3: A little bit about
1: me. Or a lot. You can say as much as you want. Don't don't Oh uh, thank it. you, Angel. I,
3: okay. <laughs> I mean Um, yeah, I just turned 37, um, I, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm a career woman, um, I am a parent, I'm a, I'm a public servant to the community whenever I'm needed, um, I'm very passionate about education, my heart, uh, tugs at me and says, Liz, you gotta help all those first-generation college students, you gotta help all those low-income students, Um, There's a special place in my heart with students with disabilities who are pursuing higher education. You know, there's a a very special place in my heart for students who are high school dropouts. Students who are at Dominguez Hills who recently got released from prison. You know, they have a special place in my heart. Um, Right now, I feel like um, with this whole Black Lives Matter movement, I'm extending my heart out you know, to my black brothers and sisters. And I'm talking about not just the community members, but my students, I'm talking about professors, faculty. You know, I'm, I stand in solidarity with what they're doing, but all of these special populations that I just mentioned, like my heart, my calling, my purpose is to serve. So service to me can mean anything from um, a simple, assistance in answering a financial aid question to uh, emailing them a scholarship link, or um, recently uh, I've had a couple students say, Liz, how do you write a grant? And I tell them like, listen, it took me a long time. I'll give you like a snippet in one hour, but if I'm gonna invest my time in, you need to invest your time in doing research too. So it's a give and take, but this is, This is living a purposeful life in that I don't want anyone to feel like they're navigating life alone. You know, I know what it feels like to be a high school dropout. I know what it feels like to be a cocaine addict. I know what it feels like to be be abandoned by someone that loved you. So um, my heart is, the core, is really just, you know, supporting students. You know supporting people supporting humans you know screw the color of their skin like i don't even know why that's it why that's an issue like it just puzzles me um but you know what um our world um i mean our world like i don't want to talk about the world i want to talk about our nation like our nation right now it's just it's being exposed to a new generation where it's time for change and i see that and um i've always believed that if we want to see change it starts within us
2: you know and
3: i try to follow that and that i am the change i want to see i want to be that person that gives access to people so so they can improve their lives so they can uh, take the next step forward in their life you know what i'm saying um I truly, in my heart, believe, Angel, that all the 15 years of schooling from the GED to the associates to the bachelors and the masters, I I believe that I shouldn't keep it all to myself. That's not what living a purposeful life to me is. To me, it's about gaining that knowledge, that experience, those skills, and then passing it over to another um another human in me. You. you know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah. So
3: overall, Angel, there's just a lot of love in my heart. You know, there's just a lot of love and um and I just I, I have love and I I definitely just want to do my part in this world. Um and just kind of share it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah that's where United Wilmington comes in. Yeah. That's where um That's why I love my job so much. You know, it doesn't feel like a job, although it's a lot of responsibility, being a director and overseeing a million dollar program at a college. um, It's really passion and love that drives me. You know, when we're servicing our students and they make it, they graduate, they go to graduate school or, you know, they reach a victory. Um, That fulfills me, Angel, on a very, personal
1: level where it just
0: keeps
3: me going you
1: know yeah so well I mean you could tell from like everything you're doing is to serve your community and especially the youth Mm -hmm. and like like I mentioned like Wilmington isn't known for the best you know it doesn't have the best reputation and I strongly like I agree with you. Like, or you didn't really say it, but I agree with you, anyways. That the youth is where like things are gonna change. You know, like 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 you said, like the black pack like the um black lives matter movement. Like it's starting with the youth. Like they're the ones that are starting the uprising. You know, so I strongly believe that like in order for things to change, you gotta like not only change it with within ourselves, but also with the with the future generation because they're the ones that are gonna continue that process. Because it's not like a thing that's gonna change overnight. Like this is gonna like you need people backing it up and constant like, constant push of people trying to change you know so, so yeah I mean but from everything that you're doing like it's, it shows that you're a community person like that you want to work the community you want to change, um the community you want to help the youth like that that's your main focus like you're a person of the people and I'm I'm glad that you're on the Wilmington Chambers of Commerce right or, yes. is, the, is it the Wilmington Chamber of Commerce?
3: Yes, I said as of, I'm a part of the board of directors for the Wilmington Chamber
2: of
1: Commerce. Right yeah, now. so like I'm glad that you're like a position of like some like government you know because mm-hmm. like I I I don't see really Wilmington having like like people looking after for Wilmington especially like in government you know like I feel like San Pedro gets all the love mm-hmm. and then like even if you look like at the freeway like Wilmington is basically a hole it's a hole like you go down on, on the freeway, and you basically you're going downhill, and then it goes a little bit up once you go to Carson. So, Wilmington really on the whole, and yeah, we're considered the heart of the harbor. Everything passes through Wilmington, like from what you wear to what you eat, from the car you drive to everything. Yet we're not represented, you know, where we should be. Like we should get much more love than we do. And yeah. I'm glad that you're in a place where you could just speak out for us, because like I'm proud of being from Wilmington. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what like what's written. Like I know the people I grew up there. I know there's good in there and I'm just, I'm happy that you're representing us. And so we're going to now get into the book a little bit. So your first chapter talks exactly about that. You talk, talk about your upbringing in Wilmington and Mm -hmm. you know, we all know like sometimes we get into drugs. Sometimes (laughs) we drop out, you know, and it's part of it though. It's part of growing up. It's, it's part of, like, life. So, um, so first of all, I want to know a little bit about your upbringing. It doesn't have to be directly from your book.
3: Beyond the Broken Gates. It's a story, Angel. It's, it's, it's my story of transformation. Being educated to my faith and to really, really understanding the true meaning of forgiveness. Um, and so Beyond the Broken Gates, yeah, I outlined chapter one. Wilmington, we'll California, the barrio I call home. I mean, in a nutshell, I, you know, grew up with mom and dad, you know, on the west side of Wilmington. They crossed the border, uh, the Mexican-American border, about 40 years ago, and they settled in Wilmington. So, I just, I grew up in a very humble, very Mexican traditional family. Uh, Parents worked in a warehouse their entire lives. You know, I mean, I considered us pretty poor um we only had enough to my knowledge um for food um and the bills and the mortgage and that was it you know every sunday we would go to that um hamburger joint in um called fabulous burger el fabuloso and so that was our weekly outing but I gosh i went there my whole life literally you know 22 years of living on chandler street my parents were like, you know, after church we would go to La Sagrada Familia, and after church we knew we were going to El Fabuloso, and so it turns out that that's where my mom and my dad—that's um, where their first date was. You know, I grew up in a very loving household. La guitarra, my dad would always serenade to me, my mom, all his children. Um, I, you know, I couldn't complain about the love that existed. Um. Academically, I wasn't motivated. I hated school, Angel. I just, you know, I just, I didn't, I hated it. But now as an, you know, now as an older woman, I could see that I didn't really hate school. I just didn't have the support I needed. You know, I didn't really have anybody telling me or talking to me about higher education or the importance of education in this land, you know, the United States. So, I mean, I barely graduated Wilmington Middle School. Um, I heard, I heard, I heard. And then being high school was great, but you know I got distracted. You know I wanted to smoke weed. I wanted a ditch. I was you know jumping the fence over on you know Avalon Boulevard. Was it worth it? No. Is it part of my story now? Yeah. You know um, I I ended up dropping out and um, I got hired at Home Depot and I started working in the paint department. And um, if I could describe myself at the Home Depot, I was very thin very cute, like I had long, long hair. You know, the men were always
1: like,
0: hey, what's
3: up? And I'd be like, what's up? (laughs) It was
1: just (laughs) Did you work at and Carson?
3: I did. Okay. And then se me ocurrió un Mm día to just be like, I gotta make more money. Like I'm never gonna amount to anything without money. So money became (sighs) I don't even know how to say this, but I prioritize money above all, you know. So that's, that's when um, I made a decision to become a stripper. Yeah. And this was in the year 2001. Hmm. So, I was, ni- uh, so this, is, this is like, man, this is 19 years ago.
1: Uh-huh.
3: This is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, I mean, I want to ask you about the title, though. Like right now we're going to get into Sapphire, like your... Your, um, your experiences as a stripper, but mm-hmm. like I wanna know why you chose to name your book um, Beyond the Broken Gates.
3: Growing up in Wilmington, how many broken gates was I exposed to in my city? Thousands, thousands and thousands of broken gates. Um, I wanted to raise some type of awareness that beyond those broken gates, Angel, there's community. There's people with many talents. There are beautiful brown and black folks living in this, you know, this this community with this, you know, reputation of high crime rates. But it's so important that we shouldn't get fixated on the broken gates of Wilmington. We should really look beyond that because, man, beyond that is just, there's so much talent and there are educated people and and it doesn't and people don't have to be educated you know for formal education to be talented no it's not that's not what I'm saying I'm just saying that I really really hope that we can change our perspective and approach when looking at all these broken gates so eventually I want to do something fun And um, maybe, Angel, you can help me with this where we can do like, I, once the book, you know, once I'm ready to um, launch it, which is very soon, I definitely want, I want us all to participate in something um, where we all get to share a little piece of out of people's stories where they can hashtag it. Beyond the Broken Gates is Angel doing X, Y, and Z, or Beyond the Broken Gates is you know, Juan doing this, this, and this, or you know what I'm saying? so um, I, when I was having a conversation um, about the title, this just made
1: sense to me. Obviously, it's like a metaphor for like, there's the uh, the um, the exterior not, might not be perfect, but beyond that, there's beauty and you just need to look for it or you need to like to open up that gate. And, you know, and, and then in your experience is like, like your gate was like your life, like your upbringing wasn't the best, but look at you now. Like there's beyond, there's like a story beyond, like your your like your past, I guess, or the things that you you lived through. Like you have to get past that and see like there's more. There's actually a beautiful, beautiful like grass, green, green, green grass, the greenest that you've ever seen in your life, the healthiest grass you've seen. But because like we we focus on the exterior and how it looks like sometimes we don't want to explore like that beautiful meadow or the grass that I just mentioned. So you
3: said it, you said it. And sometimes we're so caught up in the, in the exterior that we allow any type of fear to just stop us or like to set a constraint around us when really it's like, take a risk, you know, go beyond the broken gate and really, Explore who you can become or what's out there. Yeah, it's, it's just there, there could be so many. You no, know, it's, I mean, it's a great metaphor. Yeah, but, yeah. but really, that's what. So, Beyond the Broken Gates, that we, I, I think the title was, um, yeah, I think I've had this title for four years now. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. how long did it take to write, like, actually go ahead and like choose what you're going to write about the structure mm-hmm. and actually like having it out now because it's out it's just not out for the public like in a physical form but for the most part you're like on youtube reading it Mm -hmm. on your website you have three chapters that you've read so it's out Mm -hmm. out like the people could like hear it um Mm -hmm. they just can't read it yet but how long was this project going on like what made you think like oh man i should like this is something i should do like write my experience yeah
3: so i want to say that back in 2014 um i went to this Student, I went to this conference and mind you, I've been working at Dominguez Hills for 10 years now. So um, there's something very powerful when storytelling takes place between student to student or advisor to student or professional to professional. So um, without us even knowing, this whole storytelling of sharing a story happens every single thing. What what we don't realize Angel is that when we share these stories a beautiful thing happens. We collectively produce strength and sometimes that strength is needed to take us to the next step of our lives. So it was one of those um, interactions where in 2014 I shared my story with about 18 different um, people. Um, at the conference and they all worked in uh, colleges or across the United States and the CEO of the conference was like, Liz, you have to write this down. Like you have to write this down. Um, and then I just started year after year, people were telling me how inspiring I was, how motivating I was. And I would, and I would question that like, is my story really like, my, I'm not making this story up. This is really what happened to me. But is it really worth writing it down? So in 2014, I began the journey of just writing. And I approached this as a timeline in the beginning. And then this was a turning point, And this was another turning point. And eventually, I had 10 chapters of my whole transformation. And I was like, oh, shit. I think we're done. So, um, again, I have a day job, right? And I work more than 40 hours a week at times, but little by little, Angel, I started to really accept me becoming an author. And the more I grow, the more I reflected, the more I prayed upon it, the more real it became. And then in 2016, I started telling people "Hey, I wrote a book and wrote a book and people were like, what? No way. Well, can I buy it? And I'm like, no, it hasn't even been edited. (laughs) So in 2019, my team at Dominguez was like, Liz, let's create a storytelling series to our trio students. You know, 200 students, we share the story and then we invite them to reflect on their own stories and really tap into that power and that courage that we all freaking have. Sometimes all it takes is for one person to be vulnerable and share to really create that trust in the room. you know. So I was like okay I volunteer I'll do it and so they're like perfect so then we created a storytelling series. So now we're in June 2020 and um The final chapters, Angel, are being edited as we speak. The cover has been done. There's only a few more things to do in this whole um, process of really just publishing. And that is just registering the book um, within the international data for the authors. And we're good to go. I mean, I'm so close, Angel. And I do want to rush it, but then again, it goes back to Liz, what's priority today? Well, my babies, we've, we've been in a health crisis for three months. You know, we've been trying to navigate what the hell we're going to do with studying, and working, and, and, and serving our students. So, um, I'm super excited about this. You know, I know that this vision of becoming an author is real. Um, I hope, Angel. I wanna tell you that in 30 days, we're gonna launch the book, you know, but Ooh, right. but I don't wanna promise you. I wanna say 30 days. Well, That's, I,
1: already, uh, I already pre-ordered my book, so it really thank doesn't you so, matter to me. Like, I'm already, I, I'm already gonna get a copy, like, no matter what. So I'm thank good. You,
3: thank you so much for your support. I saw that this morning. Um, yeah, so I wanna say, um 30 to 40 days Angel. we're gonna we're gonna move forward um i you know i'm gonna i want to get this this message out to our youth and Wilmington because i really want them to see how real i am you know i mean and I'm, i know i'm not the only one i know my story is dramatic but guess what we all have the ability to transform. So for any high school dropout right now in New I need them to know that they too can have a master's. They too can you know, earn you know, $70,000, $80,000 a year. They too can overcome, but it's gonna take a lot of, um, it's gonna take a lot of uh, resilience and, the decision to want a different type of life—you yeah. know—it's just—it's—it's it's not easy, yeah. you know, for all the all the young mamas, you know, that have babies, that have a vision of going back to school. Hey, I did it. You can too. Like it's—I know it sounds, you know, cliche, but it's si se puede. You know, it's just it's gonna take time this is not an overnight success type of story no this is 15 years
1: it's very important like you're a very good example of that like, you can do it like anything's possible you just gotta have faith in yourself and mm-hmm. like, in your case of a higher power but yeah like i could already see at banning people like it's becoming the play you actually going to like banning auditorium and actually reading a, l- a little like about your like reading your book to them I kind of see like this is going to be a, a huge thing for Wilmington and I, I just want to say thank you for writing it because I do agree with you like this is a, this is going to be like I can already see it. it's going to change things like mm-hmm. for the youth in Wilmington the like my, my nephews my little cousins they're all going to Experience and read it. Hopefully, like this is actually like in a book on like for English class that they get to read. And you know what a great thing it would be that you, you one day and you get they get to ask you questions about your life and they get to do what I'm doing to you right now. You know. Oh my
3: God, so, that's so beautiful. That's ex- I'm in. I'm in. I don't even know who's gonna call yeah,
1: me next, but I'm sure there's somebody <laughs> like at banning. You know where like we could work on that. We could work on that. You know, we'll, we'll see. I don't have any uh, any power at all, but yeah, yes hopefully you do, I, ain't no. I, I, I'll go, I'll make sure I'll get a good system on my car and I'll just bump this episode. So like <laughs> hopefully the the principal's listening, which I don't know if that's, that's gonna really, probably gonna kick me out the per, like the stresses, <laughs> but you know what? We'll, They're
0: we'll, funny.
1: I got a couple like I have a couple people that I go to banning, so mm-hmm. I'll just them I'll sneak them in the iPad or something <laughs> and then some speakers and we'll we'll get it done but we'll get it done
3: awesome i'm in i'm in um so yeah um i forgot what the question was angel but i know you want to hear about chapter two
1: yeah oh yeah i was just gonna ask you um, um so yeah. this is like a you know i i know you mentioned like this is not something you're really proud of like you you um you mentioned on uh, like well what i i heard i heard your like what you have on your website This was kind of like a letdown for your family. Like you you felt like as soon as you walked into like the strip club to like you know to get a chance to perform, like you just let go of your family's morals and your own. But like the the words that you used were like so harsh. I was like, man, like 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 to me, like if it wasn't for you doing that, you wouldn't be here right now. This was a trajectory and it was very important and I'm glad you added it because not a lot of people would would add this like something like this because it'd be kind of a shame that they did that but at the end of the day like you did what you had to do you mentioned it like you you lived in a low-income family like and a household and you needed like the money you you had desires you needed you wanted it and at the end of the day like you did this yourself like you didn't like you use your body and it's fine. Like who's to say like, what well you, shan- you can't, you can't do. And you didn't do anything wrong. Like that's a job. Like, like why not use your body and you're like you're beautiful and, and you're attractive. And why not use that, you know, to your advantage and get some money for it. You know like, you see that with OnlyFans or OnlyFans, whatever that website is. And they're making money. So why can't you go and express yourself? Like, I'm sure you love to dance and like you incorporate those two things your love for yeah. like pleasing others because you're a man of the people or woman of <laughs> the people and at the same time you're getting paid for it right?
3: I mean that's essentially that's that was my whole outlook you know I'm gonna use what I have and I'm gonna earn some money and I did Angel Yeah, you know that's exactly what I did um, you know I walked into the strip club and like I said, I was hired within 30 minutes. Uh, I do love to dance. I still love to dance. Um, I have to be careful when I dance now because sometimes, like a stripper move will come the and it's
1: like. Flashbacks, huh? Thank you for that. So <laughs> pull, <huh? laughs>
3: I went to I went to Vegas a couple of years, and you know I drink a little more than I usually do. But I ended up on stage, and I started dancing like how I used to in 2001 and somebody shouted, look at that stripper. And I was like, wow, like he knows, but I wasn't a stripper then I, but I was dancing like, like Sapphire. And I was like, oh shit, that's crazy. Like I'll never forget shit like that, you know, like if there's, there's, there's a way that strippers move. I'm sure you know, some people know, some people might not know, but. Um, yeah, I mean I <clears throat> I went to a local strip club and I that's it. I, I began my I began this career of, you know, removing my clothes for the sake of entertaining others. I was totally okay with it. I was 18 years old, Um, no responsibilities other than paying my monthly car payment. I got to do a Corolla. I was totally okay with it, and I didn't tell anybody. Uh, I don't even remember telling any of my family members. I think I told one friend. Um, I think that's the only friend I had at the time, but I told her. And before you knew it, Angel, I was consumed in that environment of making money, taking my clothes off. And also, that's where I picked up, um, you know, snorting cocaine. So I was essentially asked by one of the dancers there, Angel, she was beautiful, um, and she offered it to me. Her voice was even angelic, you know, Sapphire, Sapphire, and I brought you something. And I was like, what is it? She's like, oh, you know, it's called cocaine. This is how you break it up, and and if you do it, you know, it's, you're just gonna feel a lot better, blah, 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 blah. And before you knew it, Angel, I was hooked. I can honestly tell you that at 18 and 19 years old, um, this was my choice of drug, and I wrote that in the book because I was consumed completely. I was now making money, uh, sh- you know, spending it on, on clothes and things that really didn't matter. I was saving, but not not enough. Nobody taught me about financial planning or financial education. So it was like, I was earning it and I was spending it, but I was really spending it on drugs. So um, I, you know, essentially entered this cycle of stripping and snorting. I could tell you about how I felt. You know, sometimes I felt beautiful, sexy and you know powerful but then I also felt um later you know maybe a year and a half later you know I felt I felt used and um my body was hurting it was just it was too much it was too much dancing too much sex too much coke too too many men it just got old and it got tiring and at the end was when i share that my mom you know our moms are not dumb you know yeah. um they're not dumb they know you know um my mom would used to be like ¿Crees que soy pendeja o qué? you know and i'm just like no nobody said that like you yeah. know but she so i started remodeling the home
1: yeah. i was gonna ask you that like because <laughs> you, like you mentioned that your your parents are like like okay whatever let's take it but my question was like how big of a discount did they think you were getting from home depot <laughs> that you could remodel their home quickly?
3: Can- oh god i mean eventually um you know we we're we were doing all kinds of renovations to the homes and the contractors would be like oh okay you know it's three thousand i'd be like okay i got it you know and i'd pay them and my mom's like the, like, está pasando? like you have you know What's going on? Like, why do you have $3,000 in your drawer, you know? Or why do you have $2,000 for like the flooring, you know? And what I really think happened, Angel, was that, you know, she went through my car and she found my suitcase with my stilettos, my, you know, my my stripper clothes, my my body jewelry, um, the makeup, she probably even saw some drugs in there, you know, so she just kind of came back to me and said, you know, I want you to know I'm praying for you. My mom's a prayer for you. It was wild. It was dirty. It was scandalous. It was, you know, at the time, Angel, it was fun. Um, There, I, you know, plenty, I got plenty of attention from men, Although I was young and beautiful, um, reflecting now, you know, I would, I wouldn't do that. But, and that's part of just me maturing and transforming.
1: Aside from the money, was there any other reason why you like you wanted to do it?
3: No, it was strictly money driven. I think I was making eight bucks an hour at Home Depot. And I was like, this is a joke. Like eight bucks, really? Like, So it was just money. I freaking drove myself to the strip club, you know?
1: How long did you do it for?
3: I did it for about two years.
1: Did you feel like if without the cocaine you would have continued, like you would have done it for so long, or was it like like the numbing of the drugs that like were like helped you continue your like your career as a stripper?
3: I'm not saying that all strippers do drugs, right? Because there's some very focused um, strippers that are there going to school stripping. But what I'm saying for me was that uh, it's common mm-hmm. the drugs and the dancing. Um, it's all kind of intertwined so for me um, being in that environment um, and then having started using the drugs it it just took a toll on me you know like everything you know I mean that's why people say everything in moderation because everything of one substance will eventually take you down You're either. I mean, our our bodies are not. I don't. They're not designed to constantly be hit with with a a drug or or anything. Think about it. You know, even technology. People say like, oh, I'm gonna take a a social media cleanse because at some point it just becomes overload, or it just becomes too much. So, I think that after my second year, I just became tired. The drugs and the dancing, and and then my mom now, my mom now, knowing that I was up to no good, and then her verbally telling me like, "I'm praying for you," and I'm just like, "I, I, I you know," I wrote it on the book. I did. I I felt convicted of that. Oh shit! Like I'm doing something really wrong, here. and it definitely doesn't align to my mom and my dad's values
1: you know so like and i'm also curious about the name sapphire like is it because mm-hmm. it's like this sh- 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 like it's a shiny gem right
3: like yeah it's like a blue sh- a, a shade a blue shade um gem um you know there's really i, I personally love the color blue mm-hmm. but
1: because um, you're from the west side Like your thug, your thug mentality just popped right there, huh? Well, I'm from the West, so something blue.
3: You know what? You're silly. No, it was just, you know, I I personally love blue and I wanted, uh, you know, a different name that usually wouldn't hear. And so there was no Sapphire, you know, there was no strippers Sapphire at this specific location. Um, it was blue. It was a beautiful gem. Um, you know, I was very confident, and I was, you know, there. Other than that, I know people want to know why did I pick sapphire, but I was 18. I really didn't put much thought into it, other than um, it being a beautiful, you know, a gem. You know,
1: I sapphire. You wanted to go back to like Wilmington to the west side, <laughs> so you. <were> <laughs> You could have picked Ruby, and it's red, and it's still uh, a stone. And yeah, like, your love for blue. We're gonna yeah wink, Your love for blue. I get. get he <laughs> didn't want to get jumped back in Wilmington. I get. You're it.
3: funny. Yeah, but but um, and so I knew that Sapphire, the title of chapter two, wasn't enough. I had to add Sapphire, the stripper because I really wanted to identify that this was a turning point. Whether it was a good decision or a bad, um, I identified me being 18 as a turning point in my life. And so, you know, I describe the whole act of going on stage for the first time to my perspective on what the club looked like to, you know, the provocative dance moves that I did to get men to tip money. It's definitely memories that I have of my past life, you know, and I say that because the woman I used to be, although it was me, it doesn't align with what I do today. For many years, Angel, I was very shameful, right? But as I matured and I realized that the sooner I accept what really happened to me, the more peace I would have moving forward with my life. It's no longer a secret, you know. It's, it's more of a hey, this is this is a bad decision I made, and some people may say it's not a bad decision, but for me, um, it it was a decision I didn't really think about. I just kind of did at eighteen. But this is something that that I that really happened to me but it doesn't define who I've become with, you know, my career and my new set of values and, um, yes, I still love to dance, you know, and, and yes, you know, cocaine is an illicit drug. It's, you know, it's an illegal drug. Um, I haven't used, you know, cocaine since 19 years, but, um, it was something that i did and i i'm owning that i did it
1: but i'm that's that's not who i am you know yeah, yeah. But i think that's why it's, it's your second chapter you still have eight more to go so um like i said um, I, I haven't read the book obviously it's not out yet but i've only heard what you have on your website so um mm-hmm. let's get off the topic because i don't want to like drive it in home too much because I don't make it uncomfortable either, you know, like, I yeah, think no. about it enough, you know? Okay. But, you know, but I know, like, I wanted to hug people because, like, come on, like, I don't know, like, you're probably like the third person that I know that has actually, like, done stripping, so, but, you know, it's not a bad thing, like, it, mm-hmm. this was just your second chapter, and from that, yeah. like, your turning point, like, I, it's the Egyptian lover, right, I think chapter three? Yeah,
3: that's another turning point in my life.
1: So like um we're about to like I really I wish like you were one of the people I had in person because yeah. you're so there's so many layers to your story. There's so many layers to you and like mm-hmm. I can't really get that out in one recording and an hour because that's all I have to, to do. And um yeah. I'm sorry like that that we only pretty much focus on that chapter of your life and I wish okay. I could talk more about the other chapters, but um so I'm gonna leave it up to you all right so we still have like maybe three minutes left so what would you like to talk about now like what's something that obviously i did not mention because you have so many organizations trio the united um there's so many things that i (laughs) i wish i could have like i honestly wish that i could have like touched upon. you know like i have so many more questions about sapphire Mm but like i said i don't want to like dive. like I don't want to talk about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about it enough, and if you okay. want to know more about it, I'm sure you're open. Like obviously, you're open enough to talk about it because you read, it, mm-hmm. you wrote it. But um, just tell me something like your faith. What, what, like what was the the main thing that got you to where you're at now?
3: I mean, I think you said it, Angel, um, and you're absolutely right. There's a lot of layers to me. Um, I. I mean, I, you know, I I love everything. Everything that I do is intentional. You know, everything that I do is purposeful. And if I could just share with you my three values, my three core values, it's definitely faith. And um, although I went to church my entire life, you know, to La Sagrada Familia, um, I didn't really begin. Uh, speaking to God until um, summer 2004 and I talk about that in chapter three where I became pregnant and I was given two choices and that was to either get an abortion um, so that we could get married and then have another baby or If I chose to keep the baby that he would abandon me. And so um I chose to keep the baby and you know, he did what he said he was gonna do. He abandoned me. And it was in that point of my life where um I really wanted to end my life, but I didn't. Um I obviously sought out faith because of my mom. And so everything changed after that. So um I experienced, um, a very intimate, um, you know, time of my life with God. And so that was, I think my biggest turning point. And so basically all these years, of after that, I've been very, um, I've been just a very faith based woman. I pray a lot. Um, that doesn't mean I don't that doesn't mean i'm perfect you know what i'm saying like i just have a relationship with god and and to me that's why um my approach in life now is i'm gonna take risks i'm going to talk to you know fear tries to tell me or remind me who i used to be and um the woman i used to be and how shameful i should be but i don't live my life anymore i'm ashamed. I'm all about paying attention to my vision. I'm all about praying. I'm all about serving. I want to be present, you know, as much as I love to daydream about the future, I just want to be a good human, you know? So, but yeah, there's a lot of layers. We can always finish this conversation. I do um, anticipate to, like I said, release this book uh, very soon. And I appreciate everybody who has already, you know, pre-purchased, pre-ordered the book. And I thank everybody for their patience. Um, You know, just like people are coping with the health crisis and the racial injustices that are happening. Well, I too, I'm coping with them too. And so when the time is right, which is I hope very soon, we'll get that project, you know, to launch. And I can see myself introducing
1: myself as a Chicana author you know which is right now it's still a dream yeah, ma, you already put it out into you <laughs> know it's already on YouTube and you have it on I your know, website so I you're know. an author already even oh, if you're you. talking about it you're author and um I know my opinion really doesn't matter that much but I'm proud of what you're doing I'm proud thank to you. just we're not really like this is pretty much the first time we've actually talked but yeah. you're, a you're my friend now <laughs> <laughs> and now that you come on the show, like now you, I can say you're officially a friend, a friend of the Aww, show. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm I'm proud to call you a friend now. And thank um, you, Angel. What you're doing, um, you're gonna, like I said, I, like I could, from what I could see, you have you're gonna touch a lot of people, and hopefully I'm there to help you. And if you need anything, don't hesitate. Let me know how I could do so. And hopefully the the people that are listening, um, go get your book also like i mentioned your your book is also on youtube Uh, i think you have the first four chapters and um you you have the uh, first three chapters on your website so why don't you tell people where they could find your book if they want to choose to purchase it and where they could find your audio and all that stuff
3: Awesome. Yeah, thank you Angel. So my website is um, LizHernandezHannah.com and so on that main page, you know, people can see all the chapters, they can pre-order it. If someone wants to donate a book, they actually also have that opportunity where they just donate a book and all proceeds of donating the book will go to Wilmington. U. I don't have an event scheduled yet in Wilmington, but when I do, I will. Those books that people donate money out on, those are all will all be for the Wilmington. U. Um, I for YouTube, yes, I read chapters one, two, three, and four. However, Angel, the audio was so bad that we're gonna have to do like a retake on those. So YouTube for now is. Um, I have, you know, a channel, but I need, I'm need. i new to YouTube, so I will eventually get those back up. But for sure on my website, there are audio recordings of chapters one, two, and three. And soon, um, I hope to upload chapter four. But yeah, I want to say in the next 30, 40 days, I, we're going to be ready to launch. Yeah,
1: well, um, I'll give away one of the books. Um, I don't know when I, I'm <laughs> planning to episode somewhere i think in july or the end of this of june awesome so your book is not gonna be available um yet but once it is um i'm gonna do a a giveaway the week i release it but the book won't be um given to that person until you release it because obviously i don't have superpowers and i can't just make this happen like much faster because it's not up to me but thank you thank you for coming on uh, do I have a suggestion you don't have to yes. take it, but um maybe this could be like a series like a podcast series where um i you could do it for free on audible you mentioned your brother has the equipment um also if you need to borrow mine um just let me know and um i'll help you um as much as i can because i don't know a lot about the, i just i just know how to plug things in other yeah. than that, i like i don't and edit but other than that i don't really know much so if you need the help um if you want to do like the little podcast little series um let me know and i'll help you but that's really up to uh, you and i'm offering okay. you my services since but you know thank
0: you
3: <laughs> thank you so much angel for having me i had a lot of fun you know i'm here um it's just a matter of coordinating a day and time
1: yeah, yeah. no i mean yeah. i know your, your schedule everything that you're doing so totally understand so um Like I said, thank you for coming on. We're gonna end this recording, but I'll talk to you in a little bit. All right guys, so uh, sorry for the ending. Um, You know, we can't control what happens in the background. So she had people working, I I believe, on the yard. They're cutting the the grass. And you know, you might hear my girlfriend on the other room, you might hear the kids outside and you know, we can't really control our environment. But at the end of the day, hopefully you guys got the message that I hope you would get make sure you go at her on Instagram at Liz Hernandez underscore Hannah and make sure you get her book and you can hear her read the first three chapters at LizHernandezHannah.com so like I said personally inspired me and it makes me proud to say that we're from the same city and um, I'm trying to make the city proud she's already accomplished it she actually went beyond that in my in my eyes she already went beyond that so um, grab her book. Yeah, this could be a novella. This could be a legit play. And, you know, we need your support. She needs your support. It's not out yet. But you guys could pre order it. And she does a- offer uh, a donation. Like, you guys could donate a copy. So, do that. You know, I will be giving out a copy. So, it's just a matter of time. You know, we got a couple weeks left. She said 30 to 40. So, uh personally like i said i already got my copy so i don't know what you guys are waiting for you guys should order it that way you guys could be guaranteed a copy yourselves but that's y'all business all right so uh make sure you go leave me a review on itunes five stars please a five star review and write some words makes me feel good when i look at them and it makes me feel like i'm actually accomplishing what i want what i hope this show will do so, and bringing people on like like Liz makes me feel so proud of actually creating this you know the the goal was to feature people from Wilmington and bringing on just you know proves that i'm I'm on my way and I'm actually accomplishing what I set the show to be or what the goal for this show is, whatever I know that sentence was kind of complicated, it confused me, but whatever, so yeah, um I do I have shirts. You can find those at teespring.com slash let me know pod. My suggestion is send me a direct message or email me. Um, send me a picture of the shirt, the sweater, of whatever you want, and I'll get it for you with my price. You know, um, teespring takes a lot of money from my cut and I would rather, you know, I honestly I want the I want you guys to support the show and it's not really about the money but i'm not gonna lie it'd be nice if i got some of the cash so so yeah but like i said go to teespring.com slash let me know pod and use the promo code let me know or podcast to save 20 percent. but my suggestion is tell me what you want that way i could get it for you on a better price you know my rate uh, other than that i'm gonna let you guys go uh hopefully you guys are staying safe hopefully you guys are doing what you guys got to do having fun and entertaining I really really hope this inspired you to do something you know Um, no matter where you're at in life you could always improve it Uh, you could always help somebody if you're where you at and you're in a position to help reach out and help somebody and hopefully that person bring somebody up with them because that's the goal at least my goal is to help as many people as possible that way they could hopefully help somebody and we're all successful and we're all proud of being who we are and at the end of the day when we passed away we have no regrets and that's why i want to live my life with no regrets and i have to say you know this this show is inspiring me and is proving that i'm actually doing something worth doing so uh but if it wasn't for your support i wouldn't be doing this so i have to say thank you and you know, I, I do it for you guys and hopefully you guys understand that and I might not have the right word sometimes and I might confuse you I might confuse myself but in the, the day I'm trying to help and I'm trying to create a space that we could all be safe at and talk and help each other so that's the goal all right so um, I think I'm gonna let you guys go but before I go I just want to thank you guys for letting me be part of your day all right so next time I'll see you bye <laughs>
0: Редактор